In a world of utter randomness, one podcast stood out from the bunch, and it was the amazing world of talking shiz. <coughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness. And focus is definitely not being not focused there. on at all. No, uh, our podcast is definitely um, no theme at all it's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time yeah. we're on spotify apple and google podcasts hey. so go ahead tune in new episodes weekly and we're international international very yes. very well so tune in follow hey. us on twitter see you there Having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth. I'll be back. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back for another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And today we've got a bit of a rarity because this is a movie neither of us have seen up until this point. So we got a rare double blind spot episode. <laughs> we are talking. This film was recommended to us by our friend DJ from, from the Dads That Drink podcast. Dads That Drink podcast. We, we had him on a while back when we talked about top five remakes that were better than the sequ- better than the originals. And he recommended some B movies. Some schlocky B-movies from, I think he said that this one was on Amazon Prime. Well, I, it, it wasn't on Prime, but I had, to, I had to rent it to watch it. But, uh, yeah, this one. Oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to feel about this movie. Because, like, last week we watched, like, the Citizen Kane of bad movies in Troll 2. So now, like, every bad movie I watch has a very high bar to reach. I mean... Uh-oh. Like if, if 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 Troll Two was the Citizen Kane of bad movies, what would be like the Room of bad movies? Like, would it just be the Room? Because no, even the Room was entertaining. Yeah, no, <laughs> as terrible I, I as don't it was. Know. Uh, eventually, sometime we'll have to check out Glenn Danzig's Veronica. I've heard that <laughs> oh, one's God. pretty rough. I'm sorry, I can't hear. I cannot hear the name Danzig without thinking about that episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force he was on. Did you ever? Did you ever see Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I mean, I've seen it, but I didn't like watch it. Well, there was an episode where Glenn Danzig was actually on the show as himself. And he bought the house next door to the main characters because it was, it was haunted. And all of the, all the wall, everything coming out of the faucets was blood. So he bought the house and they were trying to convince him that their house was haunted. So they'd buy it. So he'd buy it too. And at one point, Meatwad is like, he's under his sheet and he's like flicking the lights on and off trying to think, trying to, and he says, Danzig, you want something to eat? Because he's in the kitchen. So every time I hear dancing, that's what I think of. Oh, but no. We're also talking about something from uh, the late 80s, early 90s, I guess, depending on where you were when it got released. Because uh, on IMDb it said 1989, but I think on its Wikipedia it said 1990. We are talking about a movie called Death Spa. And to elaborate on that, I can tell you that it was released in Japan in 1989 and it came to the States in 1990. And that's why there's two different states. Wow. So this movie, so this movie got released in Japan before it got released in the States. How does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who knows? Now, I could not find anything on like box office because from what I read, it said it went straight to VHS. Sounds right. Yeah, I couldn't find anything on box office or couldn't anything. find anything. There's not even a Rotten Tomato critic score. Just no critic score with an audience score of 32. percent Right. Um, and I love the tagline for this movie. It says, "You'll sweat blood." <laughs> I mean, last week we were talking about a movie that's like shitting on vegans. This week we're talking about a movie that kill about a gym that kills people. So I guess we're kind of going on an anti-health kick here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and they sweated green last oh, week. Oh, right. They so. sweated green. Yeah. So, yeah. You'll, they sweat chlorophyll. These people sweat blood. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was directed by Michael Fisher, I think. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. Written by James Bartruff and Mitch Paradise. What a name. Mitch Paradise. <laughs> Starring William... B- B- Miller? 
Yeah, Bum, Bum, Bum Miller. Miller? Uh, I don't know. Um, Brenda, there was only one person in this entire movie that I recognized from anything else, and I think you know who it was. I think I do, and I actually recognize a few of these, though. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, they might be other, you know, B-horror movie actors. Oh, let's see. We also got Brenda Bach? I don't know. Yeah, I don't Bake? know if it was Bach or Bake. Wow, but... all these people have weird names. Mike, or, sorry, Merritt Buttrick? I don't know if you read about him, but he actually died at the age of 29 in I, 1989. I did look. I, I did look. I was like, I noticed, like, I think Death Spa was the last thing on his IMDb list. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, what happened to him? But he was on, because, like, he, I thought I recognized him from something, but couldn't find anything. He was in a few yeah. of the Star Trek movies. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, never seen any of the old ones. The Brenda, I know her just from Hot Shots Part Duh with Charlie Sheen. Oh, was she in that? She's the one that had the fake mole and that does like the backflip moonsault off the diving board onto the bed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I, so you've seen that? I have seen that okay. a long time ago. I did see that a long time ago. Um, all right, and uh, Robert Lipton. Those are just the top four actors um, on, the, on the IMDb. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute because, yeah, like I said, I did recognize one character when I looked at him. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's been in like every Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd at least recognize him. I still have a few more as we get to him, but okay, okay. So yeah, <clears throat> this movie went direct, like we said, direct to VHS. So no box office. Couldn't find a budget either. Um, so um, yeah, we really had no idea what we were getting into when we watched this one. Um, so it starts with just like an aerial shot of LA at night, but there's like thunder and lightning. And we see the we see this building that says Starbody Health Spa, but a lightning strike hits the building, and for some reason it doesn't knock out all the power. It only knocks out some of the fluorescent lighting or neon lighting on the front, so that it spells out Death Spa. Which I, I like. I'll that give him that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, that was that was original. Because, um, like you know, in 1989, like everything was pretty much just like a you know a painted font on um on the on the screen basically is what it was um now we now the camera kind of pans into the open doors all these lights are inside slowly going out at first i thought like is is it just like a really slow power surge but no i guess it's closing time but there is this one lone woman her name is laura practicing her dance routine or aerobics routine or something working out all alone and, of course, we get the, oh, someone's sneaking up behind her. But then it just turns out to be Marvin. And Marvin, um, I def- yeah, recognized him from, uh, from he was in, yeah, he was in Rob Zombie's Halloween. I have not seen <coughs> Lords of Salem. Um, but he, yeah, he was in Devil's Rejects. Yep. And uh, he was also in the original Dawn of the, Dawn Dead. Of the Dead, which oh, I yeah. still have not seen. Um, so... Yeah, he's like just telling her like, yeah, just just lock up after you're done. I'm like, so she like she's not a a uh, an owner of this place or not. She just works out here. So like they're just gonna let you work out after closing time by yourself. <laughs> um, not, I mean this, this this we'll we'll see later. This whole place is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> That's true. Now the camera is following her into the <laughs> locker room, and I'll, I'll say for 1989, this movie had had some pretty high tech stuff in it for uh, you know like key card lockers and and um stuff like that so yeah so she's heading for the sauna and the camera's still following her because any 1980s horror flick needs copious amounts of nudity uh, and, and this one has it yeah this one has it <laughs> in just that first scene i was thinking we got bush <laughs> there you go <laughs> we got bush and we got bush light <laughs> now um She's laying there, and I at first I thought the the steam vents and the sauna just started like blowing really hot or something. Right. But no, apparently that was chlorine. Like they say later, that was chlorine. But she starts to freak out. Now she she can't get the door open, of course, because doors never work in horror movies. And she like breaks the glass <laughs> so window. Funny to me. She smashes her hand and breaks the glass, and then she like I don't know if she flips through this thing. I don't know what happened because she did like a little roll or something. I'm like, did she flip through this little window? What I, in the world? There, there were plenty of times in this movie I had to I had to stop and rewind and go, what the hell did I just watch? What just happened? <laughs> um. So yeah, she passes, she passes out. out. Yeah, I thought she was dead at first, but you know, no, she she passed out. 
Now, we cut to some guy in a really nice house. I mean, 1980s, super modern, quote-unquote, looking house. I thought it was pretty cool. But uh, he's asleep on the couch. And we get a brief shot of someone on fire falling out of a wheelchair. And then the phone rings. So now this guy is speeding around town in his Porsche. So, like, I don't know what it was about Porsche in the 1980s, but that was, like, either that or Ferrari. That was, like, the status symbol, cool guy yeah. car to have. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> now, he arrives at the hospital, heads straight to the burn ward. This this is Michael, and he's the owner of the health club where Laura got burned. Or I guess in this... Yeah, she, yeah, she did get burned. Yeah. Um, now, we see her, and she's all bandaged up, but she's still alive. Um, so next day at the health spa, everybody is acting like nothing happened. Like, this is totally not the internet age. Like, this would this shit would have gone viral, and it would have been closed down the next day. Right. If, if this was the age of Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm giving this place a zero star. Um, yeah. So, and, oh, guys, this is, this is such a stereotypical 80s workout area. So much spandex <laughs> on... Doesn't matter, guys and girls, spandex everywhere, all brightly colored. But there's some guy, some Aussie guy, who's trying to bench press too much to impress some girl. And he can't even get he it can't up. He, yeah, <laughs> at all. At all. Not at all. Um, now, there's a security camera, and we see two creepy guys in the security room watching the monitors. And they're like... Using these, because apparently this place is supposed to be state of the art. Like no it's all kid, run with it, one it computer. It is. It is. It's pretty Which, crazy for the '80s. Yeah, for the '80s. But I mean, you you can definitely tell the tech isn't really there. They're just saying, "Oh, yeah. this is all run by computers," because they're like messing with the the um, the resistance level on the exercise bikes and suddenly making it harder for everyone to exercise. And, yeah, I was like, "What kind of crazy idea is this? Uh, what? I would never want to go to a gym that did stuff like abso- this." No, absolutely not. And and this guy so yeah like and then and then they switch the camera to image of some guy lifting weights and one of the guys says there's something even i can't improve upon <laughs> like this guy has got such a messed up accent sometimes he sounds like you know sometimes he sounds british sometimes he sounds like a kirkland brand christopher walken i i just i just don't know what his deal is um now, these two detectives from the LAPD show up to talk to the manager, and we learn that, yeah, the computer controls everything in the spa. It was programmed by Michael's former brother-in-law, David. They, like, who says that? Yeah, he's my former brother-in-law. Why? You, 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 you wouldn't say that. You'd just be like, yeah, by, by this guy, David. Yeah. Um, they, they have to emphasize former. Now the detectives want to see the computer room. And, and one of the detectives, the female detective... Yes. You will come in contact with her later this year when we watch Tales from the Hood, probably during October would be my guess, because she's in that. Okay, Tales from the Hood. That was another Leprechaun movie, right? Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no that was Leprechaun in the, in the Hood. Tales from the Hood, anthology film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she did look a little familiar, like I might have seen her somewhere else. I'd have to look into her filmography to know that. Yeah. I know she was in Tales from the Hood, I reckon. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a black lady cop and a fat white cop, and this fat white cop is eating in almost every scene you see him in. He's got a bag of chips or a taco or a piece of pizza. Every, every time you see him, he's eating something. Um, so, yeah, this guy really needs to spend more time in a gym. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, they're talking with David. And, you know, they're asking, is there something wrong with their computer? Is anyone could have messed with the program? And he's like, oh, no, I'm the only one who could have done anything without leaving a trail. So he's being (laughs) obviously creepy, like from the get go. (laughs) Like there's no there's no doubt in your mind. Something is not right with this guy. He says, if I'd chosen a life of of crime, I'd be doing email, blackmail, corporate espionage or, or credit card fraud. I'm like. You don't want to tell this to a cop? <laughs> Let me say, well, if I was going to turn into a life of crime, I'd be a hacksaw killer or, right. you know, something like that. So this was like, okay, so if any disembodied bodies show up, they know who to look for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're asking where he was last night. He's like, I was home hacking last night. Uh, yeah, hacking. This is definitely the 80s. Um, and then he uh, he's like, oh, no, I have printouts here to prove my innocence. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> He's got these big ass like dot matrix printouts and stuff like here. You can look at these. I would some like they're gonna look at these and know. Oh yeah, he was definitely not here last night. Um, now we cut to a woman in a pool, swimming in the pool. This place really has everything. They've got tanning. They've got pool. They've got a juice bar. They've got, they got weights. They've they got, got a dance studio. Dance studio. They've got everything. This place must be huge. Now she's practicing on the diving board, and as you're crawling, as she's climbing up the diving board, this is like a high dive, one of the screws <coughs> starts to unscrew itself, a la Final Destination. That's all I could think of when I saw this. That is a good comparison. Oh, so, like, yeah, there's, like, nobody there, but, um, yeah, screw is unscrewing itself. And then she takes one too many bounces on the diving board, and it falls off, and she goes into the water. But she's okay. She's like, oh, the diving board almost hit me. It almost hit her. Almost hit her. And this, well, I guess you wouldn't know this woman. This woman is Chelsea Field. And the only reason I know her, and I had to look her up to make sure. I was like, I know her. Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. Oh. No, I haven't seen that. Heard of it. Haven't seen it. Now, um, so yeah. They're like, somebody's messed with the bolts, according to one of the cops. They're going to, like, fingerprint it. Yeah, they're like, you don't mind if we dust for prints, do you? (laughs) <laughs> Just like the, uh, I think it was the fat white cop. That yeah, said it like most that. likely was. Now, Michael goes and confronts David. Like, I think there's a glitch in your precious system. I'm like, so the so the high dive was somehow computer controlled. You have a you have a electronic diving board. I mean, if you're controlling the amount of resistance on these weights that people aren't controlling themselves, why not? Maybe. <laughs> why let, not? Let's just go with it. Just I suspend mean... disbelief for the next 80 minutes, and we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, yeah, he couldn't. Now, David, more Michael confronts David's like, I think there's a glitch in your precious system. That's impossible. <laughs> and and like, Michael asks him, like, why are you so full of hate? <laughs> like, if this guy was your former brother-in-law, why would you give him a job here? I mean, and, and, I guess and, because he's a computer whiz. And he does say former brother-in-law because he does. They mention that the wife has died. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm ago. sorry. I forgot to mention yeah. that. Yeah, his wife, Catherine, has died. Now, David hints that Michael was cheating on Catherine. And then he says, she never wanted that child. And we've shared thoughts that you could not possibly understand or something like that. So you had like a connection with your sister and she didn't want a baby. So she, and then he says that she was pregnant with twins. Like how, that, that never comes back into play for the rest yeah. of the movie. <laughs> Like, how did you know that? Now, now, unless it's that they were twins and that's why they had a connection. Oh, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. That, I, don't know. That, I could be reaching. Be it. <laughs> you, you, it, either, it, either or equally <laughs> plausible and implausible. Um, now, Marvin, the um, he's like the, the jan- he's not the janitor, but he's like the, I guess the, I mean, I don't know. Maintenance he's like, he's guy? Almost, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It's kind of like the caretaker for the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um they're talking about the di- or, or marvin asks michael about the diving board and we get you know the detectives talking and one of them thinks the wacko in the computer room is responsible now uh marvin and michael are talking again they start this this movie has so many jump cuts back and forth for like one one or two seconds to something else and right. then back to whatever you were looking at yep um now um, they start throwing. Now, like they're in, they're in Michael's office, and they they're start having this throwing serious the f- conversation. Yeah. and then they just start then throwing the football back. Yeah, just, like, hey, catch! <laughs> okay, oh, catch! Oh, go long, catch! Like, you just had, a, you, you were just having a serious conversation a minute ago. People are getting hurt. Um, and this was where I finally recognized Marvin. Yes, Ken Forey, Forey, yes. Forey from uh, all of Rob Zombie's movies and the original <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. Um, now. Uh, the the lady manager of the of the gym I, fa- I forgot her name at first but it was Priscilla oh, yeah. comes into the office with a couple of clown costumes she's like oh they were two for one I got us both like, what what why like they they really leave you a mystery up until almost the end of the movie of why they would need these these costumes um, in fact. Now that you say that, I'd forgotten she came in and did that real quick. So when I saw it, I was like, oh. See? Not a very good job of setting stuff up in this movie. Um, now, um, the detectives again are talking about the death of Michael's wife. And they said she was burned to unrecognizable ashes. So now we know the person we saw earlier on fire had to have been Michael's wife. Um Michael is asleep at his desk again, and we get sudden flashes of the flaming wheelchair. And this time we see a woman, like, standing behind it or standing in the flames, not burning. 
Um, but now, now we cut to Michael and Marvin in the pool, and they're yes. racing each other. And and um, Marvin reveals that when Laura had her quote unquote accident, she was the only one in the place. And it's like, how did Priscilla find her first? <laughs> and, oh no, she may have had something to do with the ac- accident. But then they start, you know, like pushing each other in the pool well, or something, and, yeah, and then, like dunking yeah. each other yeah. in the water. Like, okay, we're, we, 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 we've got some serious <laughs> priority problems here. Um, I don't think these guys like serious conversations. They have to avoid it any way they can. <laughs> Throwing football, dunking they, each other. It's the, the 80s, man. You're supposed to be having fun all the time, even when you're talking about a possible murder <laughs> suspect, dude. you got to be rad. Oh, God. I, I, I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> I, I will never talk like that again. Um now, I, I love this because this joke, this next joke in this next scene, aged horribly. We cut to the gym. Yeah. And there's some guy who's working out, big buff guy. And this woman walks up to him and says, This like, is Darla. This was the diving board lady. Oh, right. Okay. That was Darla. And he's like, Hey, man, how many reps can you do? And he's like, oh, 15 or 20. More if I'm showing off. He's like, Why don't you show off for me? And this line, oh my gosh. He said, I never waste effort in the gym. Besides, I'm beta and you're VHS. <laughs> like that, that joke aged so poorly because this movie got released straight to VHS, not straight to beta. And all I could think of was a, a, a Paul F. Tompkins bit where he talked about his fir- one of his first jobs was at a video store. And he's like, oh, yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be a video store where we're just, like, watching videos all day, you know, and selling to customers or renting to customers. Like, but the name of this store was Beta Only. And he goes, you heard what I just said. This was in 1990. The dream of Beta had long since died. So, (laughs) I did not know Beta was a thing until I was in high school. And for some reason, one of the teachers had a Beta player in the classroom. And I was like, what's, what's beta? And like, oh, it's like another kind of VHS, but it's, you know, better resolution, but more expensive. So VHS won out. I'm like, so, you know, before we had Blu-ray versus HD DVD, there was VHS versus beta and VHS one. Uh, and, and that, that was the note I put here. Like, wasn't beta already dead by 1989? Yeah, and I actually, I guess I, I took it a little differently. I thought he was kind of saying that she was out of his league when he made that reference, but I, I get, you're probably right. But yeah, everybody was like, Oh, beta had such a, like had a much better, uh, picture, much better picture quality, higher definition. Right. I and thought beta came before VHS. It did. So it did. But, um, <clears throat> but then VHS came along and it was cheaper, more affordable right. and like, like, I remember my parents telling me our first VCR was like $400 or something. And Beta was more expensive than that. Ooh. So, yeah. is an old technology fun. There are so many people alive today who don't even know what Beta is. <laughs> I've never seen anything on Beta. I'm not sure if I have either. I know I have seen Beta tapes. But I've never actually watched anything on Beta. I haven't even seen the tapes. Mm. I'll just turn they're, they're like a smaller VHS cassette, oh. basically. That concludes our Adam's pointless technology tips from the from the from the past. <laughs> you do love old tech and movies. I there do you love go. old tech, but God Almighty, this movie goes way way back. Um, like, okay, but anyways, after that conversation, she starts to walk off, and the goofy Australian guy from earlier, like he's he he shows up in like two scenes in this movie and never again. Like we don't even know his name. Nope. And, and he's like on the rowing machine trying to get her attention. She's like, oh, yes, we're, we're, almost, we're almost ready to make landfall. And she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever, walks off. Um, and we get a very energetic guy leading an aerobics class. Like all these leg warmers, I feel like I'm watching Cats. Um, the Broadway musical, by the way, not the god-awful movie that came out last year. Uh, oh, so you've seen it now. Yeah. Well, well okay, there was a movie quote-unquote version from like back in the late 90s no i'm talking about the new one no no i have not seen okay the new one. okay i don't want to watch the new one god that that trailer gave me nightmares dude i like woke up and my cat was at my bedside I'm like ah fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways um now we get uh, a cut to the juice bar and some woman's asking for a veggie shake and the girl making it pretends to get her hand caught in the blender. So we know what's going to happen to this chick later on. We know. She goes all out though. Like she's got tomato juice. Yeah, like yeah. All she's all over, over the place. Like, ah, oh, it was just tomato juice. <clears throat> um, 
Now, um, Michael walks into his office and he hears a weird noise coming from somewhere. He's like looking around, trying to find it. He like finds this bird nest with like a, a premature baby bird in it or something. And see, that's the thing. Like to me, it didn't even look like a baby bird. I was like, this thing looks like a fetus. Like what in the world is this in this bird's nest? Well, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that was what it's supposed to be or something. Because we find out more about it later. And And he thinks David did it. So he goes and confronts David, like, this is a pretty sick joke considering she was your sister. Like, wh- wh- what are you guys talking about? Right. Now, this this movie tries really hard to be mysterious, but it just comes off as confusing. <laughs> like, I'm so lost right now. Now we have to get more copious nudity. Well, and, and a lot of the extras in this scene were actually from a porn casting agency. So That, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Doesn't surprise me at all. Um... <laughs> now the lights start to turn off and then the water i guess turns really hot and so they're like ah and then their tiles like start flying. flying off the walls like this and this is where i put this 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 place would have zero stars on yelp uh, <laughs> like i went to take a shower and it just started falling apart while i was in there the zero stars uh, <laughs> Now we get Priscilla talking to Michael, saying everyone's going to be okay. There, you know, someone got cut and when they got hit with tile, but everything's okay. Now he's talking. Um, he asks, well, he asks her why she came back to the club the night that Laura got hurt, and she's like, "Oh, I, I forgot my purse." Like, yeah, we that that's totally believable. Um, we get uh, more shots of the Aussie guy still on the rowing machine. He's not even making jokes this time. He's just <laughs> being an idiot. Right. Um. Now, has, has Mike talked to the two girls yet about extending their gym memberships? Oh, yeah. Did I miss that? That was a great line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, Michael offers to extend their memberships for three months, these two girls, and he's like, come by my house and I'll handle it personally. Hey, did you recognize this one girl? Which no? one? The, uh, not the blonde head girl. The other, um, no, who is that? Who is she? Oh. Uh, this is Karen Parsons' film debut who went on after this to play Hillary Banks in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No way. <clears throat> I mean, I recognized her immediately. Like, uh-huh. Did you watch Fresh Prince? I watched it a little bit. I, it, I wasn't like religious about it. Um, my family's like favorite sitcom when I was a kid was probably Home Improvements. That's the one. That. We watched a lot of that. We watched a lot of Full House. And then when I was in high school, I discovered Frasier. And that became like my all-time favorite sitcom. Um so yeah, after after being hurt by by the uh, by the shower tiles, he's good, they're going to get an extra three months. They're like, dude, you can take that three months and stick it up your ass. I'm done with this place. Yeah. <laughs> um, now the other guy from earlier, the one who made the joke about beta and VHS, he starts to work out on a machine. Like he he swipes his card and it's like, hello, Robert, setting weight to 120 pounds. So it's like one of those you know fly peck fly machines or whatever you call them. And each time he like does a rep, it starts to get heavier and heavier and heavier until finally it's like, he like crushes, like, like he breaks out in half or something. Like his ribs start yeah. splitting out and of his blood side. Spurting blood spurting I'm like, dude, you weren't like strapped into that machine. You could have just like stepped away from it, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, that wouldn't be fun. Adam. No, it wouldn't have been fun. It, it would have been like, oh, wow. Okay, whew, that, that could have been bad. But no, now Michael and his idiot lawyer are talking. This guy, I forgot this lawyer's name was Tom. It was like later on in the movie before I realized what his name was. Now, Tom doesn't want to put the machines on manual because it will ruin the club's appeal or some bullshit. So, and, and, and this is where he mentions the Mardi Gras party for the first time. Like, oh, we got to have a good Mardi Gras party because last year our, our numbers dropped, our numbers jumped up 20% after that party. You know, so like, okay, people are dying, but you want to have a good, this is like Jaws in a gym. Like people are getting eaten on the beach, but we still got to have 4th of July weekend. Well, gotcha. people are dying inside the gym, but we still haven't got to have a Mardi Gras party. Um, but Michael wants to just shut the computer system down completely. So they'll still be able to work out, but it'll all just be manual. Like, know, like a normal like gym. Like a normal gym. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's a problem. Um, I guess that's what makes them, uh, sets them apart from the other gyms around LA and maybe, gets them their business. Maybe. I don't know. And, but then the lawyer's like, okay, okay, okay. Let's just have the party. And the day after, if you still want to, we will, yep. we will t- make it all manual. So fine. 
Now, Michael Michael goes to get Laura out of the hospital (laughs) and bring her back to his place. Now, she looks perfectly fine except for the gauze she has over each of her eyes. So she's blind for the the time being. And, like, we get this really awkward dinner scene where he's feeding her and trying to make asparagus sexy. (laughs) He's, like, tracing the asparagus around her lips and shit. Like, (laughs) could you not have used a strawberry? That would have been a lot sexier. Yeah, I mean, something. Asparagus. (laughs) Yeah, that's not it. Asparagus is not the one to use, no. I'm sorry. Like, you could have used a cucumber. It would have been more sexy than that. Like, come on. I mean, come on. Just bring out the corn on the cob. We already learned how sexy that is. Come on. Oh, dear God. Yes. We, we, we're still kind of on a Troll 2 hangover right now. Uh, well, my if you're my gonna eyes use... have been opened to <laughs> yes. the glory of Troll 2. I mean, it's better than asparagus. It, yeah, it's way better. Than, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, this movie's already got a very hard R rating. You could have done a lot with corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good. Um, but no, now Michael says that she should move in with him. Like, there has been nothing to establish a relationship between these two characters yeah. to this point. I was like, what the like, hell? I thought it was like a, a, a concerned employer coming to check on his employee, but no, apparently they're really in a relationship. Yeah, and um, I, I was going... Didn't the wife die like a year ago? Mm-hmm. And you've already moved on that quick? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, she's like, okay, we just need to go back to the club and pick up my things. Which you know is going to go. And that's definitely going to end well. Um, now, again, in the ladies' locker room, and there's one lady left, and all the locker doors start to open, slam, and open, slam. And instead of just doing the logical thing and just running out of there which is totally what i would have done she's just like looking around and looking around until she gets like shot in the neck with an arrow that's what i put i put arrow out of one of these locker doors just comes is like kevin bacon friday the 13th you know (laughs) that's it and she's just dead but looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. That was pretty decent. This movie did have a couple moments of decent gore in it. Right. I, there, and then there were other minutes where I'm like, is that chicken soup? Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that like chicken soup with ketchup in it? I don't know. Um, now, Michael comes in with Laura. And he takes her to her locker and then tells her to wait while he goes and disables the security lock. Why? Like, you know shit's going down in this place, but you're like, okay, I'm going to leave my girlfriend, soon-to-be love interest, whatever, alone in this place where weird shit is happening. Right. Um, and, now, and, and when he gets in, he needs top-level security yeah. to get it. I was like, to unlock a locker? Yeah, to unlock a locker. <laughs> I guess he's like I guess he's like unlocking everything in the gym. I, I, I don't guess know. so. Um, and his, his password for his security, the full unlock, is Catherine. Catherine. Yep, like, <clears throat> why? Now, Laura... So you're obviously not over, and yet you're yes. asking this woman to move in with you. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> not, not expecting sound logic from these people. Yeah, I, don't I guess know why. I don't know why I keep thinking that. Yeah. Um, now, Laura, she's still got the gauze over her eyes. She's blind for most of this movie. She cannot see the dead woman in her locker, who, for some reason, now her face is really fucked up. Like, did you notice that? Like, she got stabbed in the throat, but the next time you see her, like, half of her face is, yeah, like, yeah, weird and, yeah. like... I don't know, bulgy, fucked up. And now you see someone in like a black gown or dress walking down the hall. And then Michael looks at the computer screen and it says, I miss you, Michael. In that lovely 1980s green font. Yeah, right there I was like, so Catherine is causing these deaths? Yeah, Yeah, that's what we're led to believe. Now... Laura hears someone coming, and Michael sees the woman, this strange person on the monitor, and it's stalking Karen or start stalking Lauren. Laura, sorry, I, somewhere somewhere in here, I, I stopped calling her Laura and started typing Lauren. I don't know why. Um, that's that's just how impactful this character was on me. I forgot her name halfway through the movie. Yeah, you look like Lauren, damn it. <laughs> now we see like. This person, whoever this is in the in the in the dress, has just got like a really bad Halloween mask of some kind on. And now Michael grabs them and takes the mask off. Oh, and it's just some brunette. It's Darla. It's oh, Darla. oh, that was that was Darla. Okay, yeah. he was talking with her earlier. The one from the uh, from the diving. I, I right. thought I thought this was one of the ones from the shower incident, but no. Like I, <laughs> I I'm getting mixed up on my <laughs> which of these bimbos was involved with which paranormal activity. <laughs> 
Right. It probably helped that I recognized this woman. Yeah. So I was yeah. able to keep up with her a little better. No, yeah, most likely. But yeah, I, I do think after watching this, now that you're putting it together, I think Final Destination owes a lot to this movie. I think so too. <clears throat> I think there's a couple things in here I think other movies might owe, 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 owe homage to. Now, nobody manages to find the dead lady in the locker. Like, that is the last time we see her for the rest of the movie. We never see her again. Um, another shot of the... And then we get another shot of the woman in the wheelchair. She's pouring gasoline on herself. So Catherine self-immolated, apparently. She set herself on fire. And he's, and he's, he's like, talking with, with uh, Laura. And he says he, he feels this presence where he's at home. And he's at the club. And he, fe- he thinks it's Catherine. So he go. What does he do? He goes to see some paranormal investigator, and this guy's like waving this wand or sensor over this cigarette case yeah. and talking about, oh, it would belong to someone who was murdered, and and on that house where they were murdered, they tried to build a farm, and no, <laughs> nothing grew there, just barren earth. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> so he gives. So Michael gives him something of of Catherine's, like this brooch or something. Yeah, because it's psychometry where you have to have. A personal item from the person. Oh, yeah. You, have to, mm-hmm. you have to have a personal item, right? So, so he can feel her essence or whatever. And says she was crippled when she went into labor. So she was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And she blamed Michael, so she killed herself. And then he says the exact same line about being burned into unrecognizable ash or something like that. And Michael's like, yeah, that story was in the news a year ago. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do better than that. Yep. And then the doctor mentions a bird's nest, and he says, oh, to, to Catherine, the family was like a bird's nest. A mama and a papa and a baby bird. Yeah. <laughs> so when she died, Michael, like, just stopped caring about anything. And Laura was the first thing he cared about since. But you're right, it's only been a year. It's already moved to the point where she can move in? Like... Yeah, yeah. Um, now, so the investigator wants to come check out the club. Like, check it out, you know, use this little ghostometer or whatever right. it is. This guy's like a shitty ghostbuster. Really shitty ghostbuster. Um, now, um, so he, and then, he's, and then he pulls a gun out of his desk and he's like, oh, some things, sometimes you, sometimes you can deal with things that aren't paranormal. I forget what he said. Some yeah. dumbass line. Like, what are you going to use a gun for if you're looking for ghosts? Right. Um, now, Michael leaves and the cops from earlier are following him. And we see a scene where... We hear a woman's voice and some other guy. It sounded like they were going at it. Yeah. It sounded like they were banging. Like you, like it shows a bedroom. You see clothes strong all over the place. Yeah. You hear moaning going, like you said. Now, we don't see who's saying anything, but the guy's like saying, oh, we can't keep doing this. We're hurting, hurting people. people. And then we see a picture on like the nightstand or on the table of Catherine and David. So weird shit happening here. Even weirder than, than originally thought. Um... And back in the back in the gym, the detectives say that a young woman's been missing for two days, and her car was found abandoned. Um, the doctor's at the gym, and and Michael's like, "Okay, you're gonna be alone here tonight. The security system will be turned off." So I'm like, "Oh, I'm sure nothing bad's gonna but, happen but to him." Did you get the line from the cop? Uh, what did, what did he say? Oh, he's he's like, "What a great weight reduction program. People get so thin they disappear." <laughs> yeah, I, I I I did I do remember that line. I just didn't write it down. Oh, um, so um. Now, now we just cut to women putting on makeup and doing their hair in the, in, in the women's bathroom. And I will say, there were a lot of mirrors in this scene. And for them to have not caught a reflection of the camera, that was pretty impressive. Um, and one woman, one of, the woman's, one of the women from the shower incident earlier gets a note passed to her. Because they're both ready, like her and the other girl are both ready to go over to Michael's place and, right. I guess, earn more, uh, more free time at the gym. Right. Um, <laughs> now, now, now this woman gets a note passed to her and it says it's from Michael and to meet him in the basement. And then <laughs> there's a map drawn on it. Like, yeah. what are we, five years old? <laughs> um, so there's a door that says no entry and she goes inside anyways. And the, the security camera's watching her. Now she goes down these stairs and for some reason, like on, like, down the side of the stairs, there's like a, a bunch of rollers. Like you, like if you're unloading a truck, you like put packages on them and they just roll them down this chute. <laughs> like, why is this in a gym? What did this building used to be? Is this built on an Indian graveyard? Um, uh, it's actually a dance studio is what yeah. they, at least that's what they use for it. Anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, now, and as she's coming down, this like random box comes tumbling down the, down the, the chute after her or something. And she's just like, eh, okay. 
Now, this, oh, this basement looks really shitty. It's like a <laughs> Saw movie down here. Or for a second, I thought I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, <laughs> she goes to another door, and um, everything's just like all steam and pipes and electrical wires yeah. and everything. Um, and there's a door to like a chemical closet or something that opens, and then the lights all start um, flickering, and steam shoots out of the pipes, and the sprinklers go off. Like, this, the, 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 the fire suppression system, the sprinklers, and she's just freaking out. Uh, first, I'm like, it's water. It's, That's what I thought. It's I was like, a death scream over a sprinkler? Yeah, but then she, like, she slips and falls, and at first, yeah, I thought it was water coming out of the sprinklers, but then she starts to melt. Right. Like, and she's just screaming and screaming and screaming. Now, um... And it's pretty nasty. Yeah, like, there was pretty gross. bubbling and everything, yeah. yeah pretty gross. Um... Now we cut to Laura, who is at Michael's house, still blind, and David shows up, claiming to, he's like, oh, I'm here to to check on Michael's home computer terminal. So, like, even before there was an internet, apparently Michael had something, a computer in his in his house that could connect to the, the computer at the gym. Fine, whatever. <laughs> um, now... <laughs> And, and again, uh, uh, this this door, his, his the front door to, to Michael's place is like stainless steel, and it's like a mirror. So um, again, no uh, no computer turn, no um, no camera reflection. That's the word I was looking for. Um, now he's in Michael's office, and she joins him for some reason. Like she's in the room with him. I'd be like, okay, yes, yeah, Mike, his, his his office is upstairs. Yeah. Well, I think she she kind of makes it like Michael didn't mention that, so I don't think she's really trusting why he's there, even okay. though. But she I mean, can't see anything. <laughs> I was about to say, she's blind. It's not like she could see him doing something wrong, even if he was. I mean, unless she's some kind of savant who could, like, tell what he's typing just by listening to it, then, yeah, I know. S-G-I. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and then, of course, David starts being creepy. He's like, how strange for him to have a woman so soon after my sister's passing. And that's when she's like, it was a year ago. Like, that's not very long. And you just, it's not like you just started. No. Like, it's a year ago. You're ready to move in. Yeah. It's only been a year ago. (laughs) Um, Now, and he's just like, do I make you nervous? And, and, and like, he he starts, like, asking, basically insinuating that she and Michael were cheating while, while, while his sister was still alive. And he's like, oh, no, we weren't doing that. But then the doorbell rings. Well, like. David is being super creepy and like won't let Lauren Laura go to answer it, and um, he goes to answer it, and it's some other blonde lady dropping off Michael's groceries, and I noticed yeah. Michael's groceries had an awful lot of flowers in it. <laughs> like, what? Oh, okay, it's the it was the eighties. I was like three when this movie came out. Um, now. David goes back upstairs. He watches first. He watches the blonde lady leave, and then he goes back inside to Lauren. So we're so to Laura. We're like, oh god, what's going to happen now? But then we cut to Michael, asking the guy in the security room if he'd seen David. And this is the only other time we see this guy in the movie, like because he was there in the beginning, in the right. very beginning, and now we see him again, and we never see him again. Um, he's like, no, I haven't seen David. So so Michael arrives at home and finds Laura asleep on the couch. Like I mean, she looked passed yeah, out. She bro. Really, yeah. <laughs> Like, sleeping like face, face down, down on like. the couch. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, David came by to fix your terminal. And he's like, I didn't tell him to come by and fix anything. But then it just cuts to them, like, sitting outside by the pool or by the hot tub, just watching the sun. Well, he's watching the sunset. She's not watching anything. <laughs> <laughs> but Laura knows he's upset about something. And Michael men- mentioned seeing the uh, parapsychologist that day. Now, back at the spa, for a second it took me to figure out who these characters were, but it was Tom, the lawyer, and Priscilla. And I thought they were working on the computer or something, but no, they were, like, breaking it so it couldn't control the AC. <laughs> and, he, and he, like, takes his little shitty Casio watch off and leaves it there for some reason. Yeah. Um, now, the doctor is walking around with his little ghost detector and, like, <laughs> weights are falling off of benches and weird shit's happening. So he goes downstairs where the girl was earlier. And we see for a second someone's head, like, someone, like, sticks their head outside a door as he walks by and then goes back inside. We can't see who it is. Um, now, he finds the melted girl and somehow she's still alive. Like, she's still, like, going, yeah, even though her heart is exposed and you can see it beating. Like, okay, the shock from that probably would have killed you. But, yeah, that was some pretty good gore effects. Yeah, because, like, she had a hanging eyeball, too. Yeah, yeah, it was all really messed up looking. 
So the doc goes running back to the stairs when suddenly there's a woman there in a white dress. And she picks him up and just throws him straight up in the air. Like, into the ceiling, he falls down again. Now, he pulls out his gun, but then it just explodes and blows his hand clean off. And there's, like, blood squirting everywhere. Evil dead levels of blood just (laughs) squirting Yeah, evil dead levels of blood. That's right. Um, And then she throws him up the stairs against the door, and he comes rolling back down the little (laughs) roller thing that was there earlier. So that's why it's there, see? I I guess. Just for for that one kill. Sure. Um, Dead. He's dead. Nobody saw that coming. Um, now Michael is, we, we see Michael at his house and he looks up, he's outside. He looks up on the balcony and it's like glowing red and he sees Catherine and she's like, come, come be with me, Michael, or come jump off the balcony. And that turns out to be a dream. And it's not even like a, it's like normally in a dream sequence in a horror movie, they, they wake up like, (gasps) right. But he's like, <sighs> Maybe he has his dream all, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up like, oh, it's that old thing again. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm still not dead. <laughs> how, how many of us haven't dreamed that our that our exes or estranged spouses have asked us to kill ourselves? Who? How? How many have done that? Um, now the next morning, Michael is the first one at the gym, and he goes looking for the doctor. Doesn't find him anywhere. Goes downstairs and finds the watch yeah. that Tom left. He also finds that where those cords have been cut. Yeah, he finds yeah. where the cords have been cut. So, like, I mean, it's not like this was a very distinguished or distinguishable watch. It was a Casio. Like, how many people had Casio watches in 1989? Uh, But anyways, no, he knows that this was Tom. So Michael goes to see him, and he's acting very happy. He's like, oh, good morning, Tom. How are you? But then he sits down and he's like, so how long have you been doing this? How long have you been sabotaging my club? And that's when we see that Priscilla is there at, at Tom's place. And he's like, are you involved too? Now, Priscilla, at one point she mentions that the steam room door doesn't lock. They're talking about Laura's accident again. Right. And they said the steam room door doesn't lock, but Laura had to use her card to get in it in the beginning, didn't she? (laughs) I'm pretty sure she did. Think you're right. Incontinuity. Plot holes. Now, well, I'll, I'll give it this. Something we didn't mention because it wasn't that important. But at the beginning, when she got done with her dance routine, she was drinking like a whole bottle of wine. So maybe she just thought she needed her car. Was that wine or was that Perrier? I thought that was like a, a bottle of Perrier water. Was it? I, that's see, what it looked like. Okay, you might be right because I was like, why is she not drinking water? At first water, I thought but... that was wine too. I'm like, okay, someone's an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> okay. But, but no. Now, um... Tom and Priscilla are trying to destroy Michael's spa to put him out of business so they can buy him out. <laughs> like, and you're just going to, you're just going to reveal this to your, to him and not <laughs> expect any kind of repercussions. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> um, now suddenly like now, now Priscilla and Tom are, are talking and he says something and she suddenly is like, Oh, you're the worst. You are scum and walks away. Yeah. Like, and she's like, don't ever, he's like, stay away from me. Like, what, you, you, you think you're better than him now or something? <laughs> um, now, again, we hear David and Catherine talking. And David says he wants to stop, but Catherine won't have it. And at one point, he's, you, see, you see David just sitting there. He's, like, sitting in a chair just going, no! <laughs> like, that's the second really long scream in a movie we've seen this week. <laughs> um, I still think Darren Ewing did it better. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue that. Hands down. Um, I'm, I'm starting to get some serious, like, Norman Bates, Buffalo Bill um, vibes from this guy. Uh, but um, Michael is, he's, he's trying to call the doctor again. He's just, like, never found him. Um, and then he sees another message on his computer that's like, I can't wait much longer. Come to me, Michael. Now, now, Michael tells Marvin, hey, like, the minute you see David, grab him, sit on him, don't let him go anywhere. Um, Michael is shutting down the computer. So now the cops are with Michael going to David's place to talk to him. David doesn't answer the door. So Michael just decides to break in with the cops just standing there. And they just kind of turn their head like, okay, we didn't see that. Didn't see that. Yeah. (laughs) Gonna let, gonna let Michael break in for you. Um, now they're looking around and like, doesn't look like anybody lives yeah, doesn't in look this like, place. Yeah, all the, all the, all like the, the furniture is like covered up with drop cloths and stuff. And um, they find the wheelchair 
that we th we think it was the wheelchair that Catherine killed herself in, and then they start to find like women's underwear. So they're like, either this guy doesn't live alone, or he has very strange hobbies. Because um, whenever the, the 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 fat cop calls him in, he's like, yeah, there's a put out an APB on this guy. He may be in drag. Yeah, he's like, he's a psycho. He may be in drag. <laughs> it's like again, <laughs> Buffalo Bill. <laughs> now, with all the people who've been dying and going missing at this gym, what else is there to do but have a Mardi Gras party? So, we're at this party now. It's a very 80s party. Um, the cops are going through the crowd, just, you know, looking for David. But then Catherine just comes walking through. We see her, you know, full, full on, see her face and everything. She just walks through and nobody notices her. <laughs> um... Now she walks into the computer room, and there, you know there's another guy there now. Not, not we haven't seen him before at all, <laughs> and he's dressed like a pirate, and uh, he's he, I think he's watching porn on one of the monitors, like probably very very badly lo-fi lo porn, not this HD stuff we've got nowadays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she just comes walking into the room, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing here? You can't be," but she immediately starts to seduce him. Like, oh, okay, well, I guess I guess it's okay if you're here. But then she just, like, grabs his face and just, <laughs> with yeah. one hand, yep. kills him, one hand. Yep. Um, that is definitely not David. Or at least I thought it wasn't. Um, now she, now Laura is at the party, and she can see again. Now, finally. Um, and um, at this point, this was the point I realized nobody ever found the lady in the locker. Like, whatever happened to her? <laughs> we never find out. Um, now the supposed guy in the pirate costume, someone comes out in a, in a pirate costume and they think, oh, it's you, like, I forget, Rob or whatever his name was, except they're, this person's obviously wearing a, a mask, like <laughs> a, like, um, just a, a clear white mask. Uh, and then this person grabs Laura and goes through a door and just throws her to the ground. Just like, blah! And of course, Laura is just completely defenseless. Um, now we see someone in a skeleton mask. Yep. This, this this is one of those I had to watch twice to figure out what happened. Because, like, <laughs> this person's in a skeleton suit, costume, going through, like, drawers and stuff in Michael's office, and someone in a clown suit, well, like, it's like, it's not even, like, really dark in there. And the person, like, oh, shit, someone's coming, and then, like, goes and hides behind the office chair. Yeah. Like, you couldn't see that? I was like, yeah, he's clear. Like, you could see the person standing there. Yeah. Yes. Um, but then, like, no, like, someone in a clown suit comes in and starts to go through the papers, and the guy in the person in the skeleton suit just grabs a, a, a trophy and just clobbers yeah. the other person with it. Which... I had forgotten that you said the girl brought in two clown suits. Right, so and, I, we've, already, and you have point, seen Mike. we've already seen Michael in his clown suit. Right, and so. I had forgotten about that, and I was like, oh, they knocked him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's what we're meant right, to think. Right, That's what we are meant to think. <clears throat> um, now, we got we cut back to the pirate costume person acting like they're going to cut up Laura. Um, they got her tied up in a tanning bed. Yeah, tied up in the tanning bed. The the skeleton guys was uh, well, this, this, the guy in the skeleton was Tom, the lawyer, and was looking for the papers for for Michael's club. So after he has committed this felony, stealing these papers, what does he do? He goes back to the party and tries to get laid. <laughs> um, now um, the detective, I, I, I don't I, what was his name Fletcher? I think like, I don't even. They know. didn't say his name until like the end of the movie. Yeah, because like when the, when the when the lady cop started saying it, I was like, who is she talking about? Um, <laughs> and it, it took me a while to figure out she was talking about her partner. Now he's still eating again. He's eating in every scene of this movie. He's he's at the same party we saw him eating pizza earlier. Now he's eating tacos or eating a taco at a sushi stand. <laughs> Like, they've got fucking everything at this gym. Like, it's like the, the oh, what is it, the machine from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where you just think of something and it appears before you. Oh, okay. Um, you, you haven't seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No. Oh, we need to fix that. That's like one of Sam Rockwell's greatest performances in that movie. <laughs> um, but no, like, um, the, the, the surprising absolutely no one, the person in the pirate costume is Catherine. And yes, she has put Laura in the tanning bed, so she's going to give her a really bad sunburn. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I actually thought there's a Final, Final Destination Fan, death Final, with Final it. Destination 3, I think, was when they killed the two girls in the... You're probably right. The, uh, I know it was in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was number three, because I remember going to see that one with my sister in the theaters, and that scene got really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Now, Michael walks by one of the computer terminals, and it just says, hello, Michael. Yeah, and I had it, to make a note, because like I said, I forgot the girl. And I'm like, Mike's just walking around like he didn't just get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I completely forgot that the girl in the other clown suit. Yeah, because like, they, you know, she could have said something like, hey, I got something for our Mardi Gras right. party. But no, she just like walks in. I got clown costumes. What the hell are we going to do with those? But okay. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that's literally the note I had to make in the notes. <laughs> I think this movie would have been a lot more fun if I'd watched it with people instead of just sitting on this my... This is definitely a group. A gr- group. Yes. yes. A, a group, group movie. movie to like make fun of with a group. Like yes. If you and I had been watching it together, I probably would have had a lot more fun. Because talking so. about it has been a lot more right. fun than watching it was. Um, now... Michael goes, yeah, he goes into the computer room, finds the dead pirate guy with his face all smushed, and then suddenly Catherine is there and is like, welcome to my party. Um, but no, Earl, oh, I forgot, I forgot, to, I forgot this note, but like he walks past one of the computer terminals and it says, it doesn't say on a screen, but it actually speaks and says, hello, Michael, resistance is set at maximum. And I fully expected to hear resistance is futile. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but when you said it like okay. that, I did. Another Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. In the, the bad guys in that movie are these really dumb aliens. And they're always saying, resistance is useless. <laughs> they say it just like that. <laughs> like for the whole movie. That's like the, the, the dumb ones. That's like the only thing they say. Resistance is useless. Um, so uh, now, now Catherine is, is, is in the computer room and suddenly all the lights turn red. Like, they've been blue this whole time, but now they're yeah. red. Um, and for some reason, like, to me, it looked like Catherine's voice might have been 80 yards. Okay, I did have that note. Because, like, her, her lips did not look like they were completely matching up with the words. I didn't find who, but Sherry Shattuck, who played Catherine, her voice was dubbed. So, yes. Okay, so So, I'm, good good job noticing that. You know, when you're a voice actor, you notice these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um... Oh, yeah. I love what she says about Laura, though. One click of the button and Laura is fried, fried chicken. chicken. <laughs> Come on down and get some tasty fried chicken. <laughs> um, now, now I'm hungry, damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's threatening to destroy the gym and everybody in it. Um, and yeah... Unless Michael does exactly what she says. But but then, like, she starts throwing Michael all over the place. Like, this woman is really strong. Now, Tom is in, like we said, Tom the lawyer, he's in the sauna. He did not steal those papers and leave like any normal criminal would have done. He hangs around and tries to get laid. So he's in the sauna with some chick from the party. And they're making out when, like, this was one of those I had to watch two or three times to try and figure out what the hell happened. Because, like, all of a sudden, like, they're making out and all of a sudden this... Something square comes like sticking through his forehead and his his head just like falls apart. Yeah. And come to find out like the the wooden walls of the sauna are starting to come apart. Um so that's apparently that's what that was. Um now we see that David is or Catherine is David in a dress. Uh, but so I guess he's pos- supposed to be possessed by Catherine like this is starting to be like a really bad version of the exorcist. <laughs> Um, uh, Michael, uh, he, he runs to the tanning parlor to get Laura and he just dives through the window. Like the door's locked. He doesn't like find something to hit the window. He just goes head first through this window. Wonder he didn't kill himself. Um, he unties Laura and starts to do CPR on her. Like, I don't know anybody whose heart has ever stopped from sunburn. Like I've had some bad sunburns in my time, but my heart has not stopped. Um, Now, Catherine is, again, Catherine holding her, I guess, hand out to him. And she, this line, when I heard this, I was like, is that, is that the best you can do? Really? That, are you trying to convince me? She says, (laughs) she says, come with me into the inferno. Let's die together and live forever in hell. (laughs) That's not a good selling point. You really need to work on that. (laughs) I mean, it's not like, come with me so we can be together forever. Like she was earlier in the movie, but come with you to hell. No, thank you. Um, I think I'll stay here. Oh, it goes back. That maybe, maybe this is Grandpa Seth's friend that had her one-time story in hell. <laughs> you wanted to know the backstory. Here it Fucking is. in hell. You would figure that out, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, God. 
It's we're it, I'm gonna it's gonna be a long time coming down off of that troll two <laughs> hangover. Uh, <laughs> and but like Marvin tries to jump or uh, Marvin tries to jump Catherine and she just like throws him out the window. Like I have a hard time believing even if this is David in his in in you know actually David I don't think he'd be strong enough to do that because right. they said earlier he looked like he was 135 pounds. Right. You know I doubt that was all muscle. <laughs> now. <laughs> Catherine walks out and she's like, everyone in this place is going to die. Now, the fat cop earlier, we, I forgot to mention this, but he started chatting up the girl at the bar. And it took me a while before I even remembered this girl until you... she started making a drink yeah. in, a, in a blender. Yeah. And then she really gets her hand caught in the blender. And man, this blender <laughs> does not want to let go. No, it like, it should have been like up her arm and into her chest or something by the time that it finally stopped. And then she's dead, you know. And, and what, what I couldn't figure out was the, the, the cop is screaming like, help, somebody help us over here. And then we see there are people like on the other side of the room. <laughs> Nobody heard that. Are you yeah. kidding me? Nobody cares that this gym's killing everybody the yep, way it yep. is. There's so, you blood know. all over the place. This girl is deader than a doornail now. And yeah, people five feet away. Um, now the door to this, is this, crazy. Was, this like, was a crazy now we got like poltergeist going on right here like the door to the freezer opens and just sucks the cop in like, <laughs> and now he's he's in, he's in the freezer and for some reason they had drinks in the freezer which you don't do you don't put drinks in the freezer but they're like exploding mm, all over yeah. the place and he's just he's just freaking out like oh my god it's soda it's ah he's like but then, like, there are these fish, apparently. Because, like, yeah, they were making sushi earlier. But there's these, like, fish there in the it, that are obviously dead, but they start moving. And, and like, <laughs> like, one of them jumps out and just chomps him in the neck. And, and once again, lots of blood spurts blood here. Blood everywhere. Yes. It's like, oh, wonderful. Um... Now we see that the person... Now, again, after all this has happened... We cut back to the person in Michael's office that got knocked out. And yes, that is Priscilla. Yeah, and that's why I was finally like, oh, she's the one that got knocked out, not Mike. Okay. Yeah. Um, the lady cop is trying to contact the one that was just eaten. Catherine is, again, sitting at the computer terminal, but she's just sitting there cackling maniacally. Um, and then like, oh, no, lady cop is taking Priscilla to, to the ladies' room. Nothing good ever happens in the ladies' room at this place. <laughs> Now, this part I did think was a pretty cool effect because Priscilla is just looking at her reflection in the mirror and you see her reflection just start to gyrate and vibrate. And like at one shot, you could see Priscilla standing there and then you could see her her reflection in the mirror. So that, I thought that was a really yeah. neat visual effect to see her reflection just freaking out like that. But then like this was the last thing I expected to happen here. <laughs> She just like grabs her head and screams and the mirror explodes. And like, it's not just like, oh, shards of broken glass in my face. Her head is just gone. <laughs> it's just like, boom. <laughs> like, I think her head and her arms came off. <laughs> like, damn. Now people are starting to panic. Now people have seen there's a dead lady in the bathroom. So now the gym is starting to go up in flames, apparently. Um, Michael is, he's like, he's with Laura. He's trying to like, just, he starts just like pulling wires out of the computer, like switchboard or whatever it is. And he crosses two of the wires and it causes this like big spark. And now Catherine is screaming in pain. Yeah, um, because, but you get her looking, you know, like you said, people are freaking out and the fire breaks out. And I immediately, I was like, I'm getting Carrie vibes from this, yes. you know? And <laughs> I didn't mention it at the beginning because I wanted to wait because... It fits here. An alternate title for this movie was Witch Bitch. Which it fits in this scene, but it doesn't fit the whole movie. No, it you doesn't know? fit the whole movie. So I'm glad they didn't go with that. But yeah, that was an alternate title. But it doesn't fit till down here. So I wanted to hold off on saying That's, that one. That sounds like a straight to a straight to VHS uh, Carrie sequel. Witch Bitch. <laughs> Witch Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like people are getting trampled and killed. But Michael and Laura just kind of, after all the sparks and flames have been shooting everywhere, they just kind of sit there like, phew. While the rest of the club is on fire and people are trapped inside, people are dying. Now we see the sign outside again says Death Spa. Um, 
Catherine slash David. I never could figure out, like, was Catherine both possessing David and causing all this paranormal shit to happen? Because, like, there was nobody moving that fish that ate the guy. Right. And uh, yeah. there was nobody, you know, holding the blender onto that girl's hand. There was nobody... Yeah. I nobody don't, I don't nobody unscrewed the, the diving board. Uh, and, yeah. But anyways... If, you know, Catherine's getting, she's torched and then she falls over and Lady Cop comes in. Now, this is great. Because, like, she comes to the computer room and they can't get inside. And she's like, oh, fuck this computer shit. Just pulls her gun out and shoots the door. Because guns, always, in movies. <laughs> now they find Catherine. And nobody says that's completely insane when Michael's just like, Catherine must have taken over David's body. Like, nobody looks at him like, what the fuck are you on? Uh, that seems legit. Yeah, that, that seems totally <laughs> legit. Um, now, now at, at this point, like, Catherine's body, like, reaches out, like, Brah! one last final jump scare. And, <laughs> and the cop lady just unloads into Catherine's head, like, pow, 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 pow. Um, and we see Catherine's charred body on the ground, but they're still talking, and it, it, she, she, her, she, like, Stits up for a second. She's like, "Oh, nice try, Michael." Yeah. But then, like, she like starts spraying stuff. I everywhere. her eye pops. Yeah, her out. eye pops out, and she and she dies. And, and then, now mm-hmm. people are able to get out. Apparently, right. Catherine's, you know, she was Carrie. She was keeping the doors closed or something. Cause, yeah. Yeah, they're acting like the gym is not completely full of dead people, and a few people made it out. Um, end credits. Yep. Man, what a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're gonna take any more of DJ's uh, 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 suggestion. Nah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this made for a much more fun review than it was watching it. And like you said, watching it with other people, I think, would be a fun experience. Yeah, so. watching you know, have a few beers, sit down and watch this, and just have fun. <laughs> you know, like, I think you just watched it very like right before this. Yeah, yeah, I watched it just a couple hours ago. And I woke up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and was like, oh, I got time to squeeze in Death Spa. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, could not, I don't think I could have handled this just waking up. <laughs> I'd have been, my brain was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like even more so than it was having watched it with a full night's sleep. <laughs> uh, so, what are we talking about next week, Josh? Have we talked about what we're going to talk about next week? I don't think we know yet. I don't think we know yet either. We haven't thought that far ahead. At one point, we had like a month's worth of episodes in the in the tube ready to go. And now we're kind of, you know, life has just been weird these last several months for everybody. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're kind of making this up as we go now. Maybe we'll have to watch Chopping Mall or something. It might be something like that. Or maybe Toxic Avenger. I know that one's on Prime. And I've been meaning to watch that one. Yeah. This will be a good example. So, yeah, tune in next time to see what we'll be talking about because we don't even know. <laughs> But uh, that's going to be it for this episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And always, as you know, be sure you can follow us on all the socials. We have a YouTube channel now where you can watch the video of our Troll 2 interview. And um, as always, whether you are in your car or in your theater, be sure and check your blind spots. You guys take care, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you next time.